Hello, my name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and welcome to this podcast of Mercy Unbound. Today, I get to speak with Immaculate Ilabagiza, who is a Rwandan genocide survivor, and we're going to be talking about Our Lady of Cabejo, the apparitions there that happened in the 80s, the visionaries. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe and share this show and others with all your contacts so we can spread the truth in love. God bless. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and welcome to Mercy Unbound. It's a series that aims to provide hope, an avenue for healing, and one that will help you understand and then live the great mercy of God. With me today is a special guest from New York. Uh, We've known each other for about 20 years. I haven't seen her for quite a few, but um, I have been to Rwanda. I've heard Immaculate speak. Immaculate's written several books and we're going to be talking about the Blessed Mother, the apparitions of Our Lady of Cabejo, and uh, we just have so much ground to cover today, but it's all such a beautiful topic, and uh, just like Rwanda, what a beautiful place, um, the little Switzerland of Africa. Um, so Rama- uh, Immaculate was a survivor of the Rwanda genocide. Her, I think, first book was Left to Tell and uh, available at Amazon. The book I want to get into a little bit today is The Boy Who Met Jesus, uh, Segatasha, and uh, some incredible things in there. So, Mackley, welcome to Mercy Unbound. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Really good. You know, when our Blessed Mother started appearing to Alphonsine in the early uh, 80s, of course, many right away did not believe. She caught a lot of grief from her classmates, and a couple of those were really hard on her. And then the Blessed Mother appeared to them. Um, and Athelie and Marie Claire, I believe, were the two other principal visionaries. And they were all different type children, weren't they? They, they had different personalities and outgoing and introverted, and some were more studious. And tell us about those young women. Uh, so true, yeah. They were really different personalities. And that really spoke a lot about who Our Lady is and how she, she chooses us, how she wants and how she, she likes us. So in Rwanda, we have, this is funny, in Rwanda, we have something where we think that culturally, people who are quiet, who are, don't say much, that they are much nicer, they are more holier. So the first visionary Our Lady chose was a visionary who was one of just the girls who like to, to play, who like to talk and running, like kids playing. And people thought, oh, she can't have apparitions. Look, she just like any other person. Like people expected somebody different. You can see it from outside. But as you know, really holiness is inside the heart. And I say this, our lady have said in many places, I don't choose always the best. But this first visionary, our lady said, my child, I want everyone in this school to have, a, to have the same faith as you have, to have a strong faith as you have. And that was really a compliment that actually she's the one, she had a faith that Our Lady wanted everyone to have. So she was very good actually. Later she became a friend who have a very, she's a very, has a strong faith. She's now a cloister nun in Rome. But when she started again, she was just a simple girl. But she was persecuted. People didn't believe in her. And again, this is a teenager. Other teenagers are like, are oh, you just trying to attract attention? Everyone now was looking for her, want to ask her questions. So they were jealous, I guess, sometimes too. 
And then she begged our lady, please appear to somebody else. Appear to somebody else. If you want your message to reach the world, people have to believe me. And right now they don't believe me. So our lady chose the quietest person in the whole school. And that was, her name was Anatali Mukamazimhaka. Because she was quiet and she was holy. I mean, from what I know, from what I can see, she was quiet, very prayerful. She was in prayer groups and our lady chose her. And when he chose her, she chose her. That's when people say, oh, it must be happening. If Anatali who doesn't even like attention is having a parishion, she must be having a parishion. And this is again something, our lady told her the second visionary in her parishion, even if again, she's believed to be really holy, which again, like I said, I see. Our lady said, when she, she saw our lady, she cried. And when she cried, our lady said, my child, for you to cry like this is a punishment I'm giving you because I have sent you messages and you refuse to accept it. And then she said, if I had way of punishing you, it doesn't mean that you are the worst sinner. Like this, I can, you know, I can punish anyone else. And that's how apparition started. Both of them were still persecuted. And then they asked our lady, please appear to somebody else. And our lady appeared to one girl, now who is completely different character, very upbeat, who was almost considered like the bully, you know, who was just like a strong, who was actually the head of the crew that was persecuting the other visionaries. So when she had apparition, that's when people said, okay, finally something is happening. And it, the thing that changed people mostly, it wasn't just that Marie Claire had apparition, it was a change in her character. All of a sudden, Marie Claire was just strong and giving orders, all of a sudden she's the one washing clothes for the kids who were sick. She's the one who's helping the ones who are sick. She's the one spending time in the church, helping the teachers. People are like, this is not Marie Claire. She was the one who was fighting always. So that really was something just like our lady chose to choose them that way and to help them work through the way of holiness. Another particular our lady chose through these visionaries. So in Rwanda, everyone has their own last name. Like Alfonsine Momoleke. Momoleke is her last name, not her sister's name, nor her brother's name. Okay. And that name was given by our fathers. You know, every father would give the name to their child in Rwanda culturally, even if things are changing slowly now. But it, the, the father would always name you the morning of the eighth day after your birth. So after the seventh day. So the father will have, will raise the child. Oh, having a child in Rwanda is really something good to see. In my village, on the seventh day, they have to have a party of all the children in the village. They come to welcome the newborn and they have a party, they sing, they feed them. And all the children, hundreds, they all give a proposal of name of the newborn. And everyone write down what the name of the children are proposing. But the, on the eighth day is when the father named the baby. And now everyone comes now to find out what did the father name the baby? And it's like a big news in the whole village. So a baby are very, very important in our culture and a very a chance for people to get together. Is it really, a child is, is just a nod, a new person in the village, a, a gift for the whole village. They don't take it lightly. So anyway, the first visionary, Alfonsine Momoreke, guess what her name is, last name, what it means. It means leave her alone. So I love that I already chose that 
kind of referring to, kind of hinting to our culture, because I really respect every country's culture. I think it's given from God. You know, every country can have bad habits, but culture, how people do things is really from heaven. So Our Lady chose that, that spoke to Rwandan people, even if again, every message Our Lady said, it concerns also the whole world. But she came to Rwanda to send Rwandans to the world to share this message from Kibeho. And that's how we love that she chose to, the name to, co to, to connect somewhere how. So now guess what is the, the second visionary who was very nice, who actually made people think twice like, hmm, it must be happening. So the last name of the second visionary, Natalie, it's named Mukama Zimaka, which means the one who settles arguments. <laughs> the one who settles arguments and that exactly apparitions what it did. It settled arguments among people who were saying, oh, she just did it for, to attract attention. But this one was a person who didn't like attention. Now she just had apparition. And the third one, Mukangango, the one who was fighting them, actually the last name Mukangango means strong, strong in body and just strong in body and soul. And she was that kind. So it was nice to see how Our Lady connected to all of us. How did the visionaries describe what the Blessed Mother looked like? Oh, that is the best one I love. <laughs> I, I still speak to these visionaries, asking them about Our Lady because I can never get enough of her. And you know, they always bring up something else. Like they didn't say. That's why I like to ask them again. A year later, I'm like, okay, tell me again. What do you remember? Or what the, does she look like? Oh, oh, this and that. So first of all, they, I get so, I can't say it's not like I'm mad or in any way not kind, but I am, I get frustrated with the visionaries because they can never give me enough description that I will feel like, oh good, I'm satisfied. I'm always like, oh, that doesn't help, try more. So one of the things about her, who she is, they say she is so beautiful beyond this world. She's so beautiful. One visionary Nikibo told me, her skin, her skin is like a baby skin, but not like the baby who just came out like the baby. It's like, a, you know, two weeks, a month later, her skin is so smooth, but in a way that is not just human, it's human, but not human. That's exactly right. what I say, you know, frustrated because it's human, but it's like, it's a light that comes from her skin, but it's a normal skin, that breathing skin, you know, so it's not supernatural. They say she, she's not white, she's not black. I'm like, is she Indian? Is she Latino? Nope, not really. Is she mixed? Nope, she's not. But what is, is it a human color? It's like, oh yeah, it's a human color. So for the skin, they can't say exactly how she is. But for sure, the visionary told me, when you look in her eyes, you know she's Rwandan. That is what the visionary told me. When you look in her eyes, her eyes are black, dark, like a Rwandan woman. And so she even tell them, she's like, I'm Rwandese. She's, she speaks the best Rwandan song in Rwanda. Like our sisters, like our grandparents, they always have our native language was more clean. But now people borrow one English word and mix right. it, borrow a French word, yeah, Swahili word. Sour, you think is Rwandan when you say sour, but you, it's like, it's okay, sour. 
is a word people in Rwanda will use a lot, but it's Swahili, it's borrowed from their language. So they have mixed little words here and there, very few, not too much. And they told me when our lady speaks, it's complete Kenya Rwanda. That is so good. Like, like you, you think like she's way older because she's using words like our sisters used. Right. right. And, and then she tells them she's Rwandan. That's the same, she's every country. And then what I have loved, I have always asked them, what do you love most about her? Which of course they're like, everyone is like, everything, everything. I'm like, just try to find one thing that it kind of like, just like you can't stop looking at. Because they say her nose is small, not too small. Her lips, not too small, not too big. No, no, no. It's just like somewhere, everything in between. But then they said, one visionary told me, what I love most is the light in her eyes. Huh. They say, when she looks at you, it is as if you are the only person that exists. And she's excited to see you. Like a mother who is just like rejoicing in her child the light in her eyes and that oh i have spent years just thinking about that like oh so when i see i meet somebody and they are very happy to see me you just know when somebody's excited to see you and i'm like oh it must be like our lady she's not excited like as crazy screaming <laughs> but she just like have a light in the eyes like you are the most important person another thing i have loved about her i ask them how do you how does she love us and that again i can never get enough they visionally have told me, think of when you were a kid, a young kid, three, four years old, and the mother goes away for like two weeks or three weeks. And three weeks later, mom comes back home. But for those two weeks, a kid doesn't know what happened. They just know maybe they talk to mom on the phone. So they know mom is there, is not dead. But people who feed the kid, shower you, dress you, they just don't do it like mom. They don't sing like mom, but don't hug like mom. <laughs> and they say two weeks, three weeks later, the mother comes home. And as a kid, you are jumping, mom is home, mom is home. The visionaries told me when our lady is there, you have a feeling that you know her more than you know your own mother. You have a feeling that she loves you more than your mother loves you on earth. And you know your mom loves you, but our lady knows everything about you. And she accepts you. She's almost like, working with you as if you are complices, but in a good way. Like she knows this, but she's like, okay, so this is how you're going to do this way. Like she, she shows you the way to do better. She doesn't reproach you ever, like how bad you are. She just said, okay, this you can do this better this way. So she just suggests and talk to you how you can change. And she tells you when she's not pleased about something, but not in an ever, hurtful way that, oh, she like this, she doesn't like me. Or she's looking at me bad. She's always looking at you like a mother by showing you what you can change. It is so good when you, when you talk about her. Another thing I have loved a lot about Our Lady is her voice. I asked them, what is the voice of a lady? Because everyone said when she talks and she calls you when like a thousand people are screaming, our lady's voice, you would hear it distinctively. Then I asked them, how, what it is about it? Is it louder than any other voice? What it is? And the visionist said, no. Actually, when she speaks, it is as if she's breathing, like it's only air that comes. There's not this as, you know, ring or annoying or different kind of voice. Her, her <clears throat> voice is very gentle, 
like butter. It just like flow almost out of her, 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 her mouth. And, and she doesn't speak loud, but you hear every word as if like even your bones can hear it. And then they said, I'm like, okay, so she's kind of breathing. She says like she's breathing, but she's not breathing because you can hear her. And then they, I'm like, okay, try again. What, what does it sound like? They told me, it's like there is a melody to her song, to her voice. It's as if it's a little song. She's not singing, she's talking. I'm like, okay, nice. She's not singing, but she, there's a melody. And then I said, like, try again. And the vision told me, it's like she is praying. Every word she says is that important. Mm. As if it's a prayer. And you want to listen to it so much. And her gentleness, you know, how she, she opened her arms is always just like done with care. As if every gesture means something and it touches you. When she does sign of the cross, she goes so slow, but not just slow, but it's the heart she puts in it. As if like to mention in the name of the father, like, she really calls the father and feels the father in that sign. When she mentioned the son, the joy and the respect and the reverence she has in, in that sign, the Holy Spirit is as if she calls them down and really talking to them right there. It's amazing. I love to see the, the, to hear the description of Our Lady from the visionary. It touches me so much. Many times when I'm alone, I'm like, let me do a sign of the cross like Our Lady. And then... <laughs> And then I'm like, in the name of the Father. And I try thinking of the Father, the creator of all of us who willed us out of love, and the Son, our Savior, who came to save us, and the Holy Spirit, who gave us strength, and the spouse of our dear Mother Mary. Just like to really try to mean it. And anytime I do that, I feel like, ooh, something happens to me. It's just like almost electrical when you do it with, with your heart. Right. With respect, yeah. Magley, what was her message? And, you know, she said she was the mother of the word. Yes. And what was her message for Rwanda? But it really is a message for the whole world, isn't it? Yes. So the first visionary, so all the visionaries, she presented herself differently. However, the title that is accepted by the church, because as we shared, the, this apparition is the only one approved so far on the, on the continent of Africa. And what we have heard about Our Lady is that she have actually appeared in every country, every country in the world, but few are approved and sometimes are even known. And I believe maybe God's will, however it is, sometimes she speaks to a few you know, group of people Sometimes we don't do what she wants to spread the message. But Our Lady said this was, I mean, this was the first apparition so far approved on the continent of Africa by the Catholic Church. But she presented herself to the first visionary, I am the mother of the world, W-R-D. I mean, besides knowing it from the Bible, in Rwanda we didn't know, what do you mean? So people went for the theologians and you right away like, she's the mother of Jesus. So in Rwanda, we always called her the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Mary. If you go to Rwanda, we don't even know the Blessed Mother. We know she's a Blessed Mother, but the Virgin Mary, Nikira Maria, that's how we call her, Nikira Maria, the Virgin Mary. So she said, I'm the mother of the world. And right then, the authorities are like, mm, the mother of Jesus? She's appearing. 
Of course, we went to the Bible. Now every song in Rwanda is really have to say Mother of the World. Virgin Mary, Mother of the World, who came to visit us in Rwanda. So the message, the general message, the second visionary, she presented herself as uh, the mother of the poor, the, the mother of our savior. Twice she spoke to her that, of our savior. So the third one is the mother of our Lord, but also the Our Lady of the Sorrows, which Marie Claire was given the seven sorrows rosary. But the, all of them were given different topics. The first one was to pray for couples, and to pray for families, Alfonsine Mumureke. And the second one was given a, a, a request to pray to suffer and help Jesus to save the world, Anatoly. And the third one was given a message to spread the seven sorrows rosary all over the world. And she said, today the world needs the seven sorrows rosary more than ever. Our lady promised, I will make miracles like never before through the devotion of the seven sorrows rosary. Actually, yeah, I have one here. So it have seven Hail Marys. Most of them have like a medal here or a cross, but it have seven Hail Marys and have seven sorrows. So that was a message I continue to share in the world because our lady used to say to the visionary, my children, so she would ask the visionary to repeat. She would say, my children, help me, help me to teach the whole world. And I remember Marie Claire used to say, mother, I don't even have money to take a taxi to go to the next city. How can I teach the whole world? And Our Lady said, you do your part. Teach who you can in your own home, in your, among the students, in your neighbors, when you are on vacation and make prayer groups. And she said, the grace of God, my grace is almighty. You just do your part. So I remember when I was in Kibeho, I used to say, I will help you too. You know, I just wanted to help her thinking even if I teach two people. Wow, did I, later did I know that years later, 20 years later, I was in the USA and being, being given a chance to speak in public where I can actually share with more people. And it is, it is my greatest joy anytime I'm able to speak about the seven sorrows rosary. It is a rosary, again, that have seven sorrows. The, the first one is a prophecy of Simeon. The second, the flight into Egypt. The third, the loss of Jesus. So this is the sorrows of Mary. The fourth, the flight, uh, the, our lady meet Jesus on the way to the cross. The fifth, when Jesus met our, uh, I mean, when our Lord, our lady was on the, the fifth, on the, under the cross, at the foot of the cross. The sixth, when they gave Mary the, the body of our Lord. And the seventh, when the, the body of our Lord was placed in a tomb. Our lady said, when you pray this rosary, do it every day. But if you can't, at least Tuesdays and Fridays is the protection of the bad days we are living through. What I have loved about this rosary, anytime I say it, it is as if I feel like grounded. Like every pain I have, I offer it to a lady. Because she said, when you say it, don't just run through them, the sorrows. Say it from your heart. Imagine what our lady went through and ask you question, yourself a question. What if it was me? What if it was me whose child was lost for three days? All of a sudden, like, oh my, okay, I, I get it. I understand what that feels like. And the more you open your heart to feel for a lady, the more you feel like your pain is being healed, like your heart open. You go when our lady was holding the body of Jesus. What if it was you whose child is killed, tortured, 
and now you have him in your hands. Right there, my mind goes back to the genocide when I lost my parents and I had to go to find the body of my brother to bury it in the proper place. That was the worst thing ever. It was such a pain I can't even put in words. But I feel like, as I have been saying, the Seven Souls Rosary, every time I reach that, Our Lady heals my heart a little. Heals my heart a little. Because the more I'm able to open, the more I'm able to cry, the more I heal. Isn't it what the therapists do? They tell people to speak about their pain. And the more you speak about it, the more you heal. That's what the Seven Souls does. And that is such a grace, especially in our time, where the good is confused by bad. We are not even sure what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, what is sinful, what is not sinful. We have been so confused. And then people have been hurt in so many different ways. I mean, given alone this COVID, people are scared, people are hurt. But where do they take their hurts? Inside. You know, we hear that people are hurt, are those who hurt other people too. Because sometimes when we're hurt, we feel as if if another person hurt, it will be fine, we will heal. But that is not the truth, that is the enemy. So through the seven sorrows rosary, we come to accept our suffering. We come to heal. We take, we give, take company, we, we keep company, our lady and our Lord in their sorrows, we keep them company. We cry with them. And through that supernatural power that comes in our hearts, it heals too and really bring us graces we can't put in words again. So that was one of the main message of Kibeho, the seven sorrows rosary. I want the whole world to learn it. We need it. I was speaking about pain. I have, I have met people who cut themselves with knives, with razors, and have spoken to these kids sometimes, you know, when I go to speak, their parents bring them to me and I stay alone with them. And I'm asked them, why? Why do you do this to yourself? And one of the things that comes up is that, I don't know, I hurt and I, at least this I can see. This I can see the pain and now people can have compassion on me because I'm hurting. But I'm hurting inside, I don't know how to explain it. And no one cares. But when I have wounds, people care because they don't understand their pain. That was something just heartbreaking that people are hurt, but no one cares. Many people don't have anyone to, to listen to them. But when you go through the seven sorrows, oh my, you know our lady is with you. You have compassion on her. You cry because of your own suffering. It just gives you a chance to accept whatever you are going through. That is really what saved me through the genocide. Just saying the rosary, especially the sorrowful mysteries. And Anytime I go to a place where Jesus was dying on the cross, I was like, you did that willingly to save me? You love me that much? You are God. You have a choice. But I don't have a choice where I was. And yet you chose to go through this? It was almost like, if you can go through that willingly for love of me, let me accept whatever I'm going through. It's really, the seven souls rosary, a huge blessing. And actually, I do teach and I have a booklet and there's a rosary on my website, immaculate.com, because it is really a mission I give myself to continue to spread that message. So my first name, immaculate.com. So another big message of Our Lady, also I think, oh no, I don't just think, I know, concerns the whole world, the whole world because Our Lady said so, she said, if I'm speaking here, it doesn't mean that my message only concerns Rwanda, 
by the whole world, not even just Africa. So a lady say, told us in Rwanda, a terrible thing that was going to happen to our country if we did not come back to God. And I truly believe that in Rwanda, we didn't, have, we didn't do what she wanted. She told us, read the Bible, respect God's commandment, come back to God, let your faith be strong. But we didn't. She even told the priest and the teachers, all religious people, and this was not just Catholics, anyone. She said, preach about love and forgiveness. If you do, a love among people, a love for God, insist on that. If you do, what is coming will not happen. And we felt, again, she's speaking to the whole world because the whole world is under attack. She said the world is, is running to its ruin. And she said the rosary, now the traditional rosary prayer, I have always like both rosaries because I say them every day. She said, the say the rosary, say the seventh rose rosary. What is coming will not happen. She said, make prayer groups in villages and pray together for the peace of the country. If you do, what is coming will not happen. Obviously, we didn't listen. But anytime I, I talk about this, I'm reminded. It's like I, I live two lives, one before in Rwanda, of course, one in genocide and one now, and as American now. So I am in your shoes. I literally have a prayer group, by the way, on Zoom every single day. We say the rosary and the seven sorrows rosary, the whole rosary and, and the seven sorrows rosary every day. And we pray for the world. We pray for the country, America, because I'm here now. God, Our Lady was asking us as Rwandans there then, but now she's asking here in America, pray for the peace for the world, but for your country, for your families. Pray the rosary every day, pray the seven souls rosary every day. And that's all I tried to do because that time I didn't do as she asked. Right. I remember, yeah, I used to say the rosary a whole month and then I would stop. And then I would do it again. And then I would stop two or three days, a week will pass by. But now, please come back to your faith. It is everything. And that's what our lady was trying to do bring people to Jesus, to God the Father. You know, Maculee, um, many people today wonder about the existence of heaven. They don't believe there's a hell. If they're decent people, everybody's going to heaven. Purgatory, they don't believe in. And didn't the visionaries, wasn't uh, one of them taken to heaven, hell, and purgatory? Was it uh, an athlete or Alfonso? Yeah. yeah, actually, two of them. Two of them. And, and, and more than once, and Alphonsine were taken both to heaven. And they, okay, the first one, yes, oh, what you say is so important. Well, if innocent people truly don't know that there is hell, God will reveal to them, because whatever we believe doesn't change the truth. But people, many people, they know it is, and sometimes out of selfishness, so then, I am not responsible, like my sins will not take me in a bad place. Sometimes I'm like, oh, there's no hell. So then I can be free. I can do whatever you want. And again, not to judge anyone. I'm sure you have many different reasons why for those who don't. However, truly, 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 there is hell. Again, Our Lady of Kibeho was accepted by the church. So for those, again, like if you can check, but as a witness, as a person who was in Kibeho, who followed it from the beginning, Yes, they were given and they were taken to that place. The first visionary, Alphonsine, 
she told uh, there's a movie actually on YouTube about, about Our Lady of Kibeho. She said, Our Lady told her, I am going to take you on a tour, no, on a trip, not a tour, not her word, on a trip. So the poor girl who thought like, oh, Our Lady is just taking me on a tour. I'm going to make the tour of the world, maybe and come back. But Our Lady was actually taking her to heaven. And she said, tell them not to bury you. You will be dead, but tell them not to bury you. There were three priests, there were nuns. They called nurses to come right there and the doctor to make sure that they can check if it is true. So the hour Our Lady told her, I will come to take you, she just went to her bed and she lay down. And other kids were singing, they were crying because they thought maybe she might die. And all of a sudden, the kid was like, her eyes were going back and she was gone. And she was still there on the bed. Few miracles were happening to those who can see. They say they tried, because she was supposed to go 18 hours, but they tried to move her from the bed so she can lay down on the side. They wouldn't move one inch. They call like three men. The bed wouldn't even push the whole bed. It's a kid of like 100 pounds. She wouldn't move for a, a day and a half. She was laying in the same position, gone. They checked her pulse or breathing. They said she will breathe every few minutes, which was not also normal. Every few minutes, like air will come and then she will go again. Like they breathe and it will be done, gone again. And she will just be there like that. So this is what she told us. And I met her personally later in life. You know, that time I was a kid, but I was following the whole thing. I wasn't so young, I was 11 years old. And by the time this one apart visionary, her apparitions finished in the public, I was 19 years old. So I followed the whole thing from the beginning. So what the visionary told me, and I have read, it is in the you know, books, our lady first took her to a bad place. She said the place was so bad. This is how, if I can translate from what I read in the Kenyan wonder, what she told, uh, she told me. She said when she saw the place, it was too ugly, too painful. People who have no peace. She said it is as if a withdrawal of peace. And there's not, no one second that was peaceful there. People were eating each other. They were biting each other, hitting each other. It is anger to the maximum, like worse than a war, because they are very much together, but they are just in pain. She said it was so hard, like it was an she didn't feel the heat, but she was there. She, she was protected with the light of a lady, but she can see people are burning. And it was very, no light that was there, but she can still see them somehow. It was bad. She said the pain, imagine when you see people are fighting, at least what I tend to do, if I ever passed around anyone or insulting somebody or fighting or angry, I always cover the ears of my children and cover the, the eyes. I don't want them to see. What is this bad, this ugliness? People not happy with each other. When she reached to the hell, she told our lady, mother, why would you bring me to such a thing? Like, you love me. And she told me, I thought our lady always wanted to protect me and she loves me. Why would she show me where people are just out of order and pulling each other, bleeding and removing skin to each other? Why would she? And then our lady became serious and sad. When she asked her dad, she said, my child, you had to see this so that you can go and warn people and tell them that truly hell is real. 
And if one does not want to come here, you have to follow God's commandments and repent when you have fallen because God is merciful. But we must repent. We must acknowledge our sins. If one does not want to come here, you must follow God's ways and respect God's commandments and read and love God and respect him. So she said her heart was broken, but even more it was just a, a disgust that was so terrible. Like they describe our lady, they can never say it enough that you know, but they said it was, they can't even find words to say how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Then she said they moved to another place. She believes, oh no, she asked our lady, what is that place, mother? The place of ugliness. She said, that is a place of punishment. Now the visionary told me, and again, it's written in all the documents of the church. Our lady took her to somewhere that was much better place. The light was not so good, but was a light. At least you can see people much dimmer, not the dim like we see here on earth, but the light is not nice, not pleasant, but still a light, a little bit than the other one. She says she saw people who are also suffering on a long line, as if like they were all waiting for something, as if they are looking at some place where they expected to get some help from. And she said they were, the, the teeth were sh shivering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trembling, some of them. It, it was a pain, like the, the body is aching, but at least you are hopeful. Yes. She saw it as one place, as they say, purgatory have many places. She didn't tell me that she saw many places or different level or maybe people live from different levels. But she asked our lady, what is this place, mother? So the first hell, she says, a place of punishment where people would never be saved. That's it. And then the second place, she said, it, it, um, is it this purgatory? Purgatory, but she didn't say it was purgatory. She said it is a place of purification. Yeah, pure, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a place of like, um, purifying, if I can word, I can say the, the word in here in Rwanda, that, that a place where things change, where people who will be chosen, like the people who will be chosen, she called the people, but a place where is purification. Right. Yeah. They, they've made it, they just need to be purified. Purified. And they were in order. No one was fighting with another. No one was in pain in ways like screaming. It was somewhere just like you feel like there is the pain, but in order. There's patience. And then she says, she said, oh, this is bad. And then our lady took her to another place. So this is the first visionary. It was from her first, go to purgatory and went to heaven. She said she saw heaven. This is her words. The light in heaven, there's no light on earth that looks like that. It's very bright. It's very nice, but a, a warmth of light that is not warm, no cold, but almost like a synonym of love like warmth, you know, she, one time I remember she tried to compare it to something. She's like, you know, like um, the light of the sun is not the same as the light of the candle, but the light of the candle is a little bit warm to the heart. There is something just attractive. But she said the light of the, can the heaven is more attractive. It's like you want to be around it. You want to be a part of it. She didn't see people, the first visionary. She just saw a vast place that was so good and beautiful, so joyful. She was exploding of joy. And then this is what she told our lady. And instead of telling her mom, can I stay here? She said, mother, you know, and I'm, I'm not leaving, right? I'm not leaving, I'm staying. 
she told me she didn't even want to give her lady an option to tell her she can come back. She's like, I'm staying, right? I am not leaving. Like, we need to talk. I'm not leaving. And our lady said, child, it has to be so. You have to go back. You were brought here to see how real it is so that you can go to share with the world, to get ready. And everything we do will be accounted. And if we apologize, it will be raised. When we confess, we are clean. When we, we sin, it is written. It is held against us. But when again we regret, we confess, it is erased. So she said, somebody spoke to her and she said, oh, it's Alphonsine. You saw a lady too from heaven. And she didn't see the person, but she can hear the voice. And she said, me too. I saw her when I was on earth and I was persecuted. They threatened my, my parents saying that I'm crazy. They threatened me to put me in prison. And she said, as long as you have a lady, do not worry, just continue to put your trust in her. She will protect you. And then she said, and as for me, I promise my prayers. Wow. Yeah, oh, it gave me chills to even think about to hear. And then our lady gave her a message to go back. She said, go tell them, where they are, the, the director of the schools. Said, go tell my daughters to imitate my virtues and to say the rosary knowing who they are talking to not just an air without the heart, remembering who they're talking to. Like let them say with the heart and the seven stories rosary. And she said, all of a sudden, she was in a cold place, like really cold, dark, and she woke up from her body. It was as if like our lady blessed her and then she started to feel so bad and as if she's fallen in a dark hole. And then she was in her body again. Now, Macaulay, weren't there many other visionaries or it were other children and seeing Jesus and, and Mary and, and yet kind of like the bishop said, there's so many people, there's so much going on here. These are approved and that's good enough kind of thing. Yes, you're so right. So in Rwanda, we had really many visionaries. They had almost like 70 that were being spoken about all around the country. However, there is, they studied all of them went to the apparition some of them were of course pretending you know the enemy has to be in such a thing too trying to pretend then when they touch them they put a needle on their skin they will run or burn them but after a study of like 10 years the first um maybe i think it was actually after seven years the first bishop approved 11 visionaries the first bishop who later died but the second bishop who again never said the others didn't have apparition he said, well, now I'm just going to take three who were in the same school and the rest will come back to them later. We were brokenhearted, I was, because of course we have been there, we have seen a lot, and we know the message concerned the whole you know, people. So to, to not to approve, I felt as if like it was like, you give it less importance. Right. And yet even the bishop, for example, the same one who approved three, he said the only thing that made him follow Kibeho and who convinced him they were it was happening? It was the boy who met Jesus. I wrote a book about him. He said, that boy, he's the one who convinced me. Truly apparitions were happening. Yeah. This is the book we're talking about, The Boy Who Met Jesus. In the remaining time, Immaculate. Now, how, well, first of all, let's go. How can people get your books? Because they really are good to read and learn about Cabejo and Our Lady and the messages and the visionaries, et cetera. Yeah, you uh, what website would you recommend? 
Yes, I recommend my website, immaculate.com, my first name. And actually, I send my books all signed. So if you wish to definitely, I would, that would be nice. Now, as I said, in the remaining time, this, this one really hit me also. And uh, who, who was this boy? Tell us about this boy and maybe tell us one, one apparition about the miracles uh, event. So this boy was 14 years old when his apparition started. They started with Jesus and later they became with Mary. So, and, and, and both of them, like one of the visionary and Natalie, she had apparition of Mary and also Jesus came. However, again, the bishop said he will only approve Mary from that time and the rest will come later. Even the same approved visionary, Natalie. So this visionary, he was one of those, he was a pagan, not a pagan practice, but he's a boy who never knew anything about church. He was a shepherd. His parents were very poor, way behind in the forest, behind the mountain. So they never been exposed to school or to the, to the church. And that actually is possible in Rwanda. Some people think like, because in America, you definitely are exposed so much, but there was no phone for him, no radio for him. And all they're leaving is to be able to eat and go to sleep. So he had a passion of Jesus. He, many miracles happened. I will never forget one miracle during his apparition. People were asking him, tell Jesus, if it's him, let him make a miracle. Let him show us he's there. And then the boy said, okay, I will ask him. And then he told him doing an apparition, looking up, and he said, people say they want to know if you can show a miracle. And our Lord told him to repeat this. He said, my children, you don't even know how to ask. When you ask for miracle, you don't have the wisdom to ask for good miracle. Do you know there can be also bad miracles if that's what you want? And you are asking miracles, and yet there are miracles every day in your life. How somebody fall asleep, they wake up. Do you know where their soul go when they're sleeping? When you see a plant growing, do you see from that seed to see a, a, a child being born and growing up? Don't you see miracles from that? So he showed many miracles that were happening naturally every day. And those are miracles from God. And then as he was talking about that, do you know you don't even have to ask for a good miracle? All of a sudden, a thunder, it was during the day, the sun was out very bright. All of a sudden, a thunder came like, boom. Everybody fell down. It was that heavy. It wasn't a, a small thunder. Fell down. Like, oh, we're dying, we're dying. And then the boy also felt the thunder. And he said, oh, my Lord, please, please. I beg you, I beg you for Kibeho. Don't, don't let this be the end. Like, don't let anyone get sick. He's begging. And then our Lord said, child, let me give you the eyes to see me and to see people in the Kibeho. And that's when he saw people like falling down, laying down, scared, running. And then our Lord, he told him to repeat this because no one else can see him. He said, my children, first, I want to tell you, nobody will have any problem from this thunder. No health problem will happen to anyone because as your father, as your Lord, your savior, I will not come to give bad miracles to hurt you, to harm you. However, I wanted to give you a lesson that you don't even know how to ask. He said, pregnant women, be safe, you will be fine. Those who have had problems, be safe, don't worry, you will be fine. But I wanted to show you. It was that one time, I remember everyone started to pay attention and said, you better know how to pray. You are talking to God who is almighty. 
be careful of what you ask for. So many miracles happen during this voyage. Oh, I just loved him. You know, he, he was one of the visionaries that really made people believe because he would ask questions. He would say, my Lord, you told me that you want me to go to share with the whole world, but they ask me questions. So you have to tell me answers so that I can ask, answer them. So that way say things like, of course, stubborn people will ask many crazy questions. They will say, well, he hates the devil. And yet he tells us to forgive one, one another. Ask Jesus. And our, she, uh, he asked Jesus, oh, yeah, people, you, and it's right. You don't like the devil, right? But you, uh, you tell us we should always forgive. Our Lord said, my child, the devil is the one who hates me. And he wants to destroy all my children so that they will go to be cursed just like him. He disrespected God very much in the beginning and he refused to repent and he ran. And then he want ladder, he want to hurt God by taking his children to be with him. Cause he knows how much God loves his children. So the boy is like, oh, okay, okay. You know, and then he would ask like more questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Immaculate, are you still doing pilgrimages to Rwanda? I do. Actually, November, this November 2021, it will be the 40th anniversary. of When's the, the, feast? When's the feast day? The feast day is November 28th. 28th. Yes. And on that feast, this year is going to be the 48th anniversary. And I'm really inviting everyone. If you can, please come with me. I'm taking groups, you know, a group to Chibeho to celebrate this big feast. And they get information at immaculately.com on the pilgrimages? Yes. And we visit the country. We have a beautiful celebration, of course, of the 40th anniversary. We go to also my hiding place. You go to visit the culture area in the country. So we spend a good seven days in a bus and, of course, sleeping in hotels. But Nikibeho is the main place. Yeah. Our Lady told us in Rwanda, bring my children to this land where heaven have touched earth. And many graces will be given to those who come to this, that land where she appeared. And of course, like I'm sure the country is blessed, the whole world is blessed, but she was talking about the land where she appeared. Here, heaven have touched earth and my children come and take graces that I have left here. So I definitely want to invite everyone. Well, and Immaculate, I really want to thank you for joining me today on Mercy Unbound and um, encourage people to pray the uh, Seven this Sorrows Rosary. And the Rosary, the traditional and rosary, the rosary and Seven Sorrows. Our Lady said they are very important. And, and just continue to turn things over to Our Lady who loves us more than we ever can imagine. And yeah. uh, just keep up the good work. There's so much to talk about. Uh, thank you. Thank it's just an honor to see you today again after many years and uh, God continue to bless you in your work. And uh, to all people watching this, please subscribe to our Mercy Unbound series and share these shows with everyone. We're just trying to get the truth out to a hurting world. And uh, Jesus, the divine mercy is the answer. So thank you again and, and God bless all of you. And thank you again, Immaculate. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for the video portion the podcast can be heard at anchor.fm slash drbryan, B-R-Y-A-N, Thatcher, T-H-A-T-C-H-E-R.
and on all the major podcast forums. I would love to speak at your church or conference, and please consider supporting our efforts to spread the truth to a hurting world. Thank you again. And for more information, go to the website at drbriantthatcher.com.